Support for this program is provided by Chevron, the human energy company. This is Politico Energy. I'm Josh Siegel. Today, the Biden administration announced a highly anticipated moratorium on permits for new natural gas facilities for over a year. The decision comes after Politico scooped earlier this month that the Biden administration would start reviewing how it considers climate change when it approves new natural gas export terminals. This is a big deal since a halt on new permits comes the United States leads the world in both LNG exports and oil and gas production. So today, we chat with Politico's Ben Lefebvre about the energy and foreign policy implications, along with the mixed reaction. It's Friday, January 26th. Energy Secretary Jennifer Granholm and White House Climate Advisor Ali Zaidi came out today to say that the administration will put a moratorium on processing applications for new LNG exports. This isn't going to affect anything that's already either exporting or under construction. But basically, if you're an export project and you haven't made a final investment decision and you don't have a permit, you're going to be out of luck for about a year. Wow. And then how is the administration justifying that timeline in the moratorium overall and the need for this review process? They're saying that the review is needed because since the Obama administration first started approving export permits, the industry has really taken off. The first LNG export plant swung open its gates in 2016. And since then, there have been new plants coming online almost every year. We've got about seven or eight of them, depending on how you count right now. And they're exporting about 10% of the total U.S. gas production. I don't think anyone really expected this kind of breakneck pace. And there's another dozen or so projects scheduled to come online by 2028, which is going to double the amount that we're sending overseas. So the administration is saying, hey, wait, let's pause things a minute. We have plenty online now. We have plenty of uh, new projects that are going to be opening in the next several years. Let's stop any new permits until we can kind of reevaluate the climate impact, the domestic economic impact, and the environmental impact that new exports might have. So we're going to take a little time to do that. And of course, there are foreign policy implications with this decision, given the timing and all the news you know, around Europe's use of American LNG because of Russia's invasion of Ukraine. And we're hearing the industry you know, really t- play that up as far as those foreign policy concerns. But I mean, how real are, is that line of, of concern given, as you said, I mean, there's a bunch of projects that are coming online that have their permits. So, I mean, what's the real risk here if there is any? Environmentalists have been kind of arguing that the national security worries are overblown. And some of the administration are taking that line too. They're saying, look, European gas storage tanks are full right now. Europe is increasingly turning to uh, renewable energy and to hydrogen. Just the sheer amount of gas that we're going to be exporting even in the next few years is going to be more than enough to meet any short-term needs. Basically, if we take a year to do a review. And then even then, if we start, you know, approving new permits, there's plenty of gas in the pipeline to meet short term and midterm needs. And of course, this decision, there is a political aspect. It is geared towards appeasing environmental groups, which are a key constituency for Biden's 2024 re-election campaign. And they've been critical of Biden for a while with some of his decisions around fossil fuel projects. So why has LNG kind of become such a focus for environmental groups? And how do you expect this decision to land with them? And, and also Democrats on the Hill were 
they have kind of a balance of interests in this, given foreign policy implications as well. Environmental groups and some progressive senators like Jeff Merkley and Elizabeth Warren have been critical of LNG for a while. Their criticisms kind of died down after Russia invaded Ukraine. Pretty much you didn't hear too much out there from them on this in 2021 and 2022. But last year, I think when the news came out that Europe's gas supply was pretty full, these criticisms really came to the fore. You saw environmental activist billionaire Bill McKibben really come out and start doing press calls saying they were going to make the LNG industry kind of like the litmus test for the Biden administration's commitment to its you know, climate goals. They're kind of overjoyed with this. They're saying that this is what Biden needed to do to kind of win their approval after the administration approved the massive Willow oil project in Alaska last year. And they're saying that, look, there's plenty of gas in the works. There's no reason to be worried about national security implications with this much LNG export coming online in the next several years. And with an industry that has grown so big so fast, we really need to kind of reevaluate whether new projects are in the public interest. Also, cargo shipments between Asia and Europe are being disrupted by continued attacks on vessels in the Red Sea. And that's starting to have an economic impact. Most shipping lines have diverted away from the Red Sea since attacks by Houthi rebels starting in November and are taking the much longer route around South Africa. That extends journeys by a week and increases fuel costs, insurance fees, and crew wages. For more news on energy and the environment, subscribe to our free newsletter at politico.com slash power dash switch. And subscribe to Politico Pro to read our morning energy newsletter. Some of the music in today's show was composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. Norma Malaykel is the podcast producer. Catherine Morehouse was a guest host this week. Annie Reese edited the podcast. Our editors are Matt Daly and Gloria Gonzalez. And that's our show. I'm Josh Siegel, and we'll see you back on Monday. Support for this program is provided by Chevron. Chevron is taking action to keep methane in the pipe. Their 2028 upstream methane intensity target is set to be 53% below the 2016 baseline. And they're committed to evolving facility designs and operating practices. That's energy in progress. Learn more at chevron.com slash methane.